0: Welcome to Adventures in Marketing. I'm Caleb Wines.
1: And I'm Chris Kent. We're two industry veterans who will be having conversations all around marketing and media. What we've seen in our careers, what we see happening currently, and how we think it's going to affect the future of the industry.
0: The Super Bowl is arguably the biggest sporting event of the year. It's also the biggest ratings event of the year. And this year's contest did not disappoint. It was a great game with great ratings and some pretty good commercials. Today, Chris and I are going to talk about some of those ads, what we thought about them from a marketing standpoint, and also touch on some other subjects in the world of sports in our Sportsapalooza episode.
1: Hey friends, colleagues, fellow marketers, and media mavens. We're back. It's another week of Caleb and I discussing what's going on in the world of media and marketing. In fact, we just got through with the Super Bowl. It ended a few days ago. And so Caleb and I are going to sit down and talk about what did we like about the commercials? What didn't we like? How does it compare to the past few years? Even talk about the whole new ESPN Warner Brothers Fox deal. A lot of questions, but still worth mentioning since it's big in the world of media. So let's jump into our sports of palooza Thanks again. Please like, listen, make sure you follow us and give us any comments. Thank you again. So, Caleb, let's talk about the Super Bowl.
0: All right. Well, first of all, it was a great game. High ratings. It was the best thing for CBS, and it was the best thing for the NFL. I mean, they had the crescendo of Taylor Swift, and I, I think they had more pans on Taylor Swift than they did on Andy Reid until he got bumped by Travis Kelsey. So just so
1: you know, I kept count. And until it went to overtime, there were seven throws. So if you had the fan duel DraftKings odds or four or more shots of uh, Taylor Swift, you won the over.
0: <laughs> nice. All right. Well, I I mean, like I said, I thought it was a great game. I I thought the commercials were lackluster, but honestly, not a surprise because they I can't remember a year where I said, oh man, those those uh, the spots really just blew it out of the water. It was super entertaining. I, I just feel like the creativity overall has gone down over the years. There wasn't one spot that I think had staying power beyond the game. I keep thinking about that Bud spot, the one, the what's up. Yeah. And I mean, that one, people were referencing that like months after, just in conversation. It, it, it became you know, part of pop culture. Well, sports,
1: if I remember correctly, even Saturday Night Live did like a whole spin on it.
0: I think there were some good spots, for sure. Entertaining, definitely. But nothing that I would say had any kind of lasting value beyond beyond Sunday.
1: I, I would agree. And I think this goes to our conversation of where has the creativity gone? Because not only do we have the results from the week, we got the ten top 10 spots as well as the bottom five performing spots. I also, because we're going to have quiz for Caleb come up, I also have spots from the past, I think it's 30 years of USA AdMeter. I've got that website pulled up as well to kind of knock on what are some of those top performing ads from past or previous Super Bowls. And just to kind of talk about, to your point, how they really broke through and what made them so creative.
0: All right. Well, let's talk about what what spots did you
1: like? Okay. So without getting into the list yet, I, I think for myself, my two favorite ads were I still love the talking babies playing pickleball. That stuff just cracks me up. It, it it was not a top 10. So right there, you can see like my taste in uh, creativity puts me somewhere in the middle because it wasn't at the bottom. And I will say I did like the State Farm like a good neighbor. You know, the whole Arnold Schwarzenegger not being able to say the ER. I thought that was a good take on him.
0: That was number one, right?
1: You are correct. That was the number one. It scored a 6.68 according to the USA ad meter. So again, for everybody at home, that's out of 10. So call it a uh, 60% liking of the ad.
0: So it won, but it was a low bar. It was a, it was a low scoring ad meter poll.
1: You are correct. It was still low. And as I said, as I go back through some of the winners of past years, you'll see that big Delta. So yeah, it was the, that was our winner this year, but still not a really a high score.
0: Yeah, I like that one. I like the Doritos one. I like the ones that were, I mean, for the most part, I like the ones that were in the top 10. I mean, I I thought they were okay. I mean, the the Budweiser one I felt was just, they recycled the same ad from the, the last 30 years.
1: But of course they did. They are trying to salvage the brand, right? They're trying to reconnect with people. (laughs) Well, I don't know if
0: Budweiser needed salvaging, but they put a spot that they just basically cut and paste. You know, they had dogs and they had Clydesdales and they had snow and they had a a cart delivering beer. Okay, great. I feel like I've seen that like a million times. It was expertly executed.
1: It was nostalgic to people going at our age. Let's be honest. It's our age, you know, that they're trying to get nostalgic for. And the reason I say that the brand needed the help is... I still think. Well, actually, sales prove it. Bud Light is still hurting from what they did last year. But that and was th-
0: Bud. It wasn't Bud Light.
1: Budweiser, Bud, Bud Light. I, yeah. The whole, the whole brand, the whole stock fell. Doesn't matter which brand you are. The total stock well, fell. And I affected guarantee the whole brand.
0: you. I guarantee you that they have different brand managers. <laughs> And, and
1: that might be true, but they all go to one stock sign. They all go to one stock symbol. <laughs> all
0: right. Fair enough. Fair enough. But I mean, honestly, that spot could have been created by AI because yes. there was so many assets that exist from again, using dogs, horses, snow, etc. cetera. I mean, like I said, it was expertly done. I mean, they, they nailed the production. I liked the spot. It was good, but uh, you know, I liked the state farm one better.
1: Yeah, I agree. The Doritos, Dina Mita, didn't really speak to me, maybe because I'm just not in their demo. They had a grade A quality star in the ad that they just never used, right? It was all about these sight gags with these two older women, Dina and Mita. I just thought I was like, eh, it was okay. I, yeah. know, it was number 10 on the list. I just thought yeah. it was okay.
0: Yeah. No, I when you say it like that, it, it kind of makes sense. I mean, they should have used... Or take a little bit more, but I did like the spot. I thought it was funny. To me, that was that was probably my favorite of mm-hmm. of of the ones that I I saw.
1: So let's go through the list real quick. I'll kind of knock them down. We can go through them. Okay. So at number ten was the Doritos Dina Mita, and it's actually called Dina and Mita with a score of a five point eight. So again, at number ten, you're literally halfway through the. You're not scoring high. So then at number nine comes Verizon's can't be broken with a 5.9, that's the Beyonce ad. It was actually the most searched ad according to Google search because everybody wanted to hear her music that she was coming out with. So that was actually the most searched ad, but as a actual ad itself did not really break through. Number eight is your Budweiser. The old school delivery at a score of a 6.0. Next came the BMW talking like walkin, score a 6.1. I thought it was okay. I lost the fact that it was actually for BMW until at the end that it said it was for BMW. I thought the brand got lost in the ad. Right, right. Okay, next was Dove, the Hard Knocks, a Dove Super Bowl film with a score of 6.18. I actually did like that ad. I thought it was pretty breakthrough. I thought it was, spoke really well to young women in sports and how you know they're having a harder time. I thought that actually was a really good ad. NFL, born to play with a score of 6.2. Then we had the Uber Eats worth remembering score 6.26. That was the one with Jennifer Aniston and David Schwimmer. Oh, yeah. I totally
0: forgot until you just mentioned it. You know, so I did not like that spot at all. And I thought I thought the I read about the spot before the game and I was like, oh, I can't wait to see how they do it. I just felt like they didn't do a good job executing it. I think it was a great idea and it, it just fell flat.
1: I thought the, actually, it's funny. I thought the funniest part of that ad, which again, was a bad ad, but I thought the best part of the ad was the guy who forgot his pants, right? Not even yeah. the star, not even the person they're paying the most money to. Right. Number three was the Kia, the perfect 10 for the Kia EV9. That's about the young girl who does the ice skating on the lake. Then came Duncan, the Dun Kings. We can talk about that one next in a second with a 6.52. And then came State Farm, like a good neighbor, score 6.68. The Dunkings, I didn't like the ad. And two things I was wondering if they were going to do, one being, A, were they going to sell the jumpsuits, which they did. They completely sold out in 19 minutes at $60 a piece. And two, I thought at the end of the ad, they should have said, listen now on Spotify to hear the full song and actually put out a song on Mm. Spotify with the three of them.
0: Like, I liked the spot. I, I was surprised to see Tom Brady in there and, and Matt Damon was, like, again, I read a little bit about what the spot was going to be. It was cool that they had those other folks in there and that they were self-deprecating. And I, I thought it was funny. I, I thought it was a good ad. But, again, it's like I don't know that that one has lasting value. Well, what's going
1: to be the lasting value is all these tracksuits that are going to come out at Halloween.
0: Yeah, exactly. I don't know I if mean, anybody's going to dress up like that, to be honest with you. All it, those people pe- who who bought the drag suits. <laughs> no, I think I think it's going to be long, long forgotten by the time Halloween rolls around. Whereas going back to our earlier example, the what's up thing, that thing just kept going and going and yeah. going.
1: Or even the whole, remember the frogs, bud, wiser. Like that lived on forever.
0: Both of the key one and the State Farm one, I think they did a good job of – Tying in some of the brand points into a entertaining ad. So for the State Farm one, they had Jake from State Farm. He's their regular spokesperson. Mm -hmm. And the fact that he was in there kind of carrying the throughput to the regular campaign and also, you know, the whole spot, the whole spot was – like a good neighbor, which is their tagline, so they yeah. they totally kept the messaging going throughout the whole spot. So I and they did it in a funny, entertaining way, and I think Kia did a good job because they they were showing some of the product benefits of the of the electrical vehicle by illuminating the ice rink and being able to plug in the sound system and mm-hmm. and so they I, I love it when an ad can be entertaining but also show the product benefits, yeah. which I think, you know, maybe the BMW one didn't really do a great job of that. I mean, yeah. maybe it did, but it's like you said you didn't realize it was BMW until the end.
1: So let's change the discussion because we keep talking about it almost from a creative standpoint, like what spoke to us. Now let's put on our media hats. I know nobody actually pays seven million because they're all different ways that you get your spots in the Super Bowl, but let's just go with a reported seven million dollars a spot as a as just a number that's being, you know, said. At $7 million a spot, let's take Duncan. Great. The Dunkings came in and was the number two most liked at a 6.5 score. But at $7 million, what did it do for the brand? What did it do for
0: traffic into stores? Like was it, do you think it was a good use of the money? I think it was. And I'll say it this way: the $7 million is tied to also the audience number. They could have run that spot just on regular. A regular video campaign, and it would have run multiple times by the time it accumulated the audience of the Super Bowl, and so I think that the the payout, the cost value relationship was there from a media standpoint. So they got as many viewers as they would have if they just ran that during in March, during you know on on a regular schedule media buy. Yeah. So yeah, I yeah. think that just from a strict media standpoint, it it paid out but i think the the other question is you know was it up to the standard of what the super bowl is because everybody has said it's like the super bowl it's also the super bowl of ads mm-hmm. and you got to bring your A game you got to bring something yep. special if you're going to do something on on the super bowl i mean you and i both worked on apple and you know people still talk about the 1984 spot yeah and it's been freaking 40 years Okay, so let's use that as our segue then to
1: talk about, according to USA Today Ad Meter, here are the top, just the top, so I don't have like a list, but the top spot for the last 33 Super Bowls, so essentially 1989 to 2020. This was the most current information I could find. So some of these you'll remember, some of these you probably won't. Do you remember the one, this was in 1995. Is this the quiz or is the quiz later? This is part of the quiz. Okay. This is the quiz, actually. Do you remember the spot of a little boy and a little girl on a beach, and the little boy is using the straw to try and get every last drop out of the Pepsi bottle? No. Okay. So he's trying to get every last drop out of Pepsi bottle, and he sucks so hard, he sucks himself into the bottle. That scored a 9.7. All right. Okay, and that was in 1995. You'll remember this one for sure. Do you remember the McDonald's Jordan Bird shoot hoops? Off the backboard, over the rim, across the rafters, nothing but net. And they keep shooting. They keep calling out the shots. Yeah, vaguely. Okay, Okay, so that was in 1993, and that scored a 9.0. Okay. The very, very first Michael Jordan Bugs Bunny ad first broke through on the Super Bowl in 1992 with an 8.5. Yeah, I I vaguely remember it. Do you remember, but the Budweiser, the Crabs worship on the beach, a Bud ice chest? No. No. Okay, that scored an 8.56. Going back to your Dalmatians and Dogs for Budweiser in 2008, they did a similar ad. It scored an 8.75. So I guess better execution or people liked it better. But to your point, same ad.
0: You know, I wonder in the voting if there's just, people are just harsher critics these days. And, and I wonder if it, they got higher scores back then. And, you know, it USA Today doesn't regulate how many times people vote and stuff like that. I mean, you could come up with, five email accounts and vote five times.
1: That's true. Do you remember the one where it was a Snickers commercial and it was Betty White and a Vagoda playing uh, mud football? Oh yeah. I That's do scored 8. that 7. That's scored an 8.7. That scored
0: an 8.7. I mean, I think the interesting thing is you're bringing up all these high scoring ads that I wouldn't remember unless you brought them. Yeah. Uh, unless you told me what they were. I, I don't know. It's kind of like, you know, voting. It's like, Somebody could win an election, but if you look at other elections when there was more participation, they would have been trounced so I mean that was kind of the one of the takeaways that I read about Trump Clinton that he beat her, but it was mostly because she lost to him it was there was You're just right. such low voter turnout that he ended up winning because more people ended up showing up for him and more people stayed away from the polls for her so if you looked at like uh like I think it was like Mitt Romney would have beat Trump. <laughs> right. And so I think that there's, it, it really depends on a lot of factors on the voting stuff. Cause it's so subjective. It's not like it's a curated panel that's voting year in and year out or yeah. anything like that. Yeah. So I don't know. It, I, I mean, like I said, I felt like there were some really good entertaining spots, but nothing I'm going to remember in, in March. I agree. But if your you political, ask me, like, who's on yeah. the list, I might remember uh, State Farm. I might remember right. Kia. I might remember the Doritos one. But uh, I, I will 100% forget all the other ones.
1: Yeah. Speaking of your little political sidestep, there is actually a perfect segue because I don't get this ad at all, but the Robert Kennedy Jr. campaign ad that ran Terrible. scored a three, a three. It was the lowest yeah. scoring one of the, I don't even know what it was for.
0: Yeah, well, I mean he's he's still in the race as a I think he's a third party candidate or he's a it but it's terrible because they tried to use nostalgia from frickin' the Eisenhower era yeah. to an audience that doesn't know who he is, doesn't care, and they made him they were trying to say that he was a more youthful candidate and then they ended up using a creative trope from the fifties. Yeah, which, which just so, did not land. It was
1: terrible. So the second to last, which again, I don't understand because I would not have done this, Snapchat with their ad that was labeled, literally labeled, less social media, more Snapchat. So what do you want us to do? Less
0: social media? Yeah. Or do you want us to use more of you? I'm confused. I, I mean, I guess they're trying to distance themselves from social media and say that they're not social media, which is ridiculous
1: ridiculous so they got a 3.8 yeah turbo tax it's just turbo tax i mean got a four three was starry i guess a new um soda drink called love triangle right okay it got a four as well and then the fifth of the bottom five which again i did not get us was the jesus
0: ads Mm -hmm. with a 4.2 I mean, I think they've done better work in that campaign, but yeah, it just, it, I think that one was especially harsh. And the other ones were, uh, that I've seen in that campaign were a little bit more uplifting. I don't know why that's in the Super Bowl. I guess that's, again, they're trying to reach a mass audience. I think the, the one thing that's not on either list is all of the promo spots for movies and Paramount ran a ton. No, they're, they're, they're somewhere in the middle. I know that's what I'm saying. They're yeah, in the middle. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but yeah. I mean, there were so many of them. I just yeah. felt like it's like I know that that is a a a common thing for movies to do is to get on the Super Bowl to promote the stuff. But all of that stuff, going back to your question earlier about was it worth it? I don't think it was worth it for them. I mean, yeah. those things are so ubiquitous on YouTube, and you know, people who are interested in movies they're going to search those things out.
1: Correct. No, I. It used to be, to your point, in years past, and I go well, years past. I'm gonna go back a decade or more. It used to be the big deal. Oh my God! Look, that was the first trailer for such and such movie that's coming out, and everybody gets excited. Yeah, but it, t- was the- it,
0: it was debuted there. It was something special. You couldn't see it anywhere else. Yeah, and and now it's like, well, I already saw that, you yeah. know. And I don't know. It just, it just that felt like it felt like a bunch of promos.
1: Yeah, yeah, and I think to your point too is. Everyone is showing their ad. No one, I shouldn't say no one. Very few people are actually holding the ads back anymore as opposed to letting them go a couple of days before the game. I guess trying to get more buzz around them and break through before the game actually happens.
0: I'll, I'll tell you a story. When Volkswagen did their uh, Darth Vader spot for the... Oh, great the spot. Yep. Great spot. The funny thing about that is it was the 60 that got all the, it had like something like 47 million views on YouTube. The 30 ran in the game and it wasn't when VW, cause that was, I was at Deutsche at mm-hmm. the time when mm-hmm. VW, they had two spots in the game. They had that one and they had a, a a beetle spot where it was the Beatles running through the jungle. And it was like a beetle and it had, right. it was painted <laughs> right. like VW that was supposed to be the hero spot. No, I think internally, they didn't think the Vader spot was going to perform as well as it did, and they released it early, the the 60, and it got so much traction. In fact, I talked to uh, Jason Elm, who was a creative guy at Deutsch at the time, wasn't working on VW, I said, why did this perform so well? And he just said it was because all of the things landed in their favor, the editing, the lighting, the acting it was just the perfect spot for that story. He goes, if you saw the storyboard for the Darth Vader campaign or spot, it would not have, you would say, Oh yeah, that that's cute. But the way it was executed with the dad, you know, turning on the lights at the end in the driveway. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, it was just, it was a flawless spot and I think it was so entertaining. There was almost no dialogue. If there was any dialogue at all in that spot. Um, But it was great and it was entertaining. And it was funny because the 60 that got all the views was never actually in the the game itself. They had a 30 cut down. But it became the most viewed spot. And I think because they released it early, that became a common practice for a lot of advertisers to build up those views and not necessarily rely on the audience during the game. Because, you know, it's funny. I missed a lot of the spots in the Super Bowl because I was in the kitchen doing other stuff. And I had to go back online later and watch those. You never know, right?
1: You just don't know what's going to connect with people, why, what's going to tug at the heartstrings. It's it's always a weird gamble.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's tough because I think going back to that Uber Eats spot, I thought it was conceptually a really good idea, but it just didn't pay off. It wasn't funny. And yeah. I think they could have done a better job. I don't know if it was the acting or the editing or the directing or whatever it was. It just... It, it could have it, it been way funnier just based on the, the concept. No, I agree. I so agree. let's talk about uh, what else do you want to talk. You want to shift over to sports?
1: I was about to do this. I was about to do it as well. So let's right. go back to the biggest announcement, in my opinion, that came out. Could be nothing. Could just been a press release. Like, we'll see whatever happens. But to catch everybody up, ESPN, Fox, and WBD. So Warner Bros. Discovery. They announced that they're going to team up for a new sports streaming service. And by estimates, from what I'm seeing, looking around, it probably will include around 50% of all U.S. sports rights. So they want to create essentially what everyone keeps calling the Hulu of sports. It's a one-stop shop where you will go. You will open it up, and there will be tiles there for all sorts of different sports that are now live that you can tune into. I heard from a number of different sources. When I say sources, being you know different news outlets, that the NFL, Major League Baseball, NBA, none of them knew this was going to be announced. And in fact, it actually really upset the NFL because they really got caught flat-footed at their biggest event of the year. Um, what do you think? You think it's going to happen? What do you think it's going to be?
0: I don't know. I heard it's going to be super expensive. Yep. And it's to me, it's all the sports that I'm not going to care about. You know, I think there's. There's a couple of other streamers that are adding sports to their, to their offering. And it's like sports. I don't care about like Apple with the the soccer. It's like, all right. Yeah. Like, I don't care about that. Like I, to me, it's like, if it's not my sport and it's not my team, I'm not going to care about it. I mean, part of it was, I heard that some of the sports that they are going to, they're still not going to be able to carry everything because of local rights. Mm-hmm. So if I'm just making this up, if all of MLB is included, you're still going to f- run into blackout situations.
1: I mean, speak, speaking of that, so the, through T-Mobile, I get uh, the MLB network for free, right? Right? It's it's part of my, I'm part of Magenta. I get it. I just sign up for it and it's automatically given to me, but I can't watch, which I guess I should be thankful for. I can't watch my halos because I'm in the marketplace. And I'm like, yeah, but I want to. I want to watch it, and this is how I want to consume it. And they're like, "Yeah, sorry, you're blacked out."
0: Yeah, I mean, again, I think it's going to appeal to those super sports fans that want everything. Yeah. But if you're a casual, like, oh, let me use let me use Amazon Thursday Night Football as an example. Everybody has, and I know it's not everybody, but everybody has <laughs> Amazon Prime. So yeah. when they added that. People are saying, oh, yeah, I'm already paying for this. I'm getting it for free. I might as well tune in. When it was just on the NFL Network and you had to subscribe 10 bucks a month to get NFL Network just to watch the Thursday night game, which was generally a crappy game anyway, nobody was going to pay for that. But amazingly, the ratings went up on Amazon versus the NFL Network because everybody already had access to it. And because it was access, like oh, I might as well turn it on, you know, even yeah. though it might have been a game or a matchup that you didn't really care about because it was on, because it was the NFL and because it was free, you were able to, yeah. to access it. This is, uh, this is aggregating a lot of different sports properties that may or may not appeal to, to folks. You said 50%, but what 50% yeah. if it's not the 50% I care about, I'm not going to subscribe yeah, and I mean, it's going it to be ton, super,
1: has a ton of golf. Not gonna watch. I don't watch golf.
0: Yeah, exactly. If it's gonna include a bunch of stuff that doesn't appeal to people, you know, like I'm making this up, but it's like if it's all the ESPN, the Ocho programming, <laughs> yeah. n- nobody's gonna pay fifty bucks a month for this. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I know that the NFL will never go to a, a streaming only kind of platform for for their content. You know, but it, again. Part of it is the cost to pay the players to build the stadiums. It's super expensive. So they have to recap, re- recoup their revenue in other ways. And the advertising dollars they get from, from the networks are just not enough. So they're looking for alternate ways of generating revenue. And I get that it's expensive yeah. to pay these players and and whatnot, but it's like, there has to be that value exchange. I'm not going to watch anything or I'm not going to pay extra for something that that doesn't appeal to me. And like I'm using that NFL Thursday night. It's one game. And if it's teams I don't care about, I'm not going to watch it. In fact, I don't I don't have access to ESPN right now. I have ESPN Plus, but not ESPN. So when they air a game on for Monday Night Football on ESPN and it's not available as a simulcast on ABC. Yeah then I don't watch the game. I'm not going to pay extra money yeah. to get ESPN, even if it's a team that I want to watch. I'm just not going to, it's not enough to pay $120 a year to watch one or two broadcasts that I care about.
1: Yeah, no, I get it. And it's it goes back to how many different things are you paying for? How many different services? We broke them all apart. And I know everybody's talking about this, you know, not the only one. It's been broken apart because everyone thought that was easier. Things are now going to come back together because people are, you know, sick of paying for 10 different things that, you know, every month.
0: Yeah. So ESPN is, is something I'd love to watch, but I'm not going to pay extra for it. I mean, every single one of the streaming services that I subscribe to has had rate increases, Disney, Netflix, Apple, keep raising their prices. And it's like, I'm looking to shrink that number down. Yeah, And so if I'm not watching one of those things, I'm going to cut it.
1: Yeah, no, I agree. And or not only have they raised the prices, they've also inserted ads at times. And you're like, well, wait a minute, if I was paying more money, at least cut the ads out.
0: But- yeah, yeah, exactly. And like, I, I get it. I mean, it, all this content, just like we talked about with the sports, it's expensive. But it, you know, uh, it it's the value exchange. It better be some great content. Otherwise, I'm not paying.
1: So let's see. Like I said, I've heard people say it's all about the press release because they're just trying to create some momentum and show that they can work together and that something's going to happen. I mean, as of right now, it doesn't, have, it doesn't have a name. It doesn't have an appointed leadership. They haven't finalized the pricing plan. You know, we don't know everything that's going to be on it. So there's so many questions. It could just disappear over the next you know, year or two.
0: Yeah. To answer your question, I think there's more questions than answers to me. It doesn't look appealing because like I said, it looks like they're aggregating sports and content that I don't really care about. And that's just me personally, but I have to imagine that if it's not NFL and it's not NBA and it's not like the, the big sports, you know, I, I just don't know. And like you said, you already get MLB through T-Mobile. It's like, you know, if that's the thing you care about, and you don't care about those other ones. Why? Why are you gonna pay fifty bucks a month to get access to something that you don't care about? I just don't. I, I don't.
1: I don't see it. So, speaking of this, this is the last question for you. All right. This is just a, your your prediction. My prediction is my Halos will probably lose. I, I put it this way: the Halos will probably win about fifty games and lose the rest. <laughs> Now you're a Dodger fan. You stole yeah. my favorite player, Otani. Yeah. Um, so what do you think? You guys, do you think it's going to be Super Bowl, uh, Super Bowl, World Series, or bust?
0: I, it has to be. They've spent so, they've spent more money than any team in the history of the sport or any sport. I I mean I know they yep. deferred his salary to somehow get in under whatever cap, or they're paying luxury tax upon luxury tax. Yep. I mean I they have literally every great player. That, that's out there. So, I mean, it, it's... I can't imagine them not getting to the to the World Series and winning. If they don't, it's going to be a major failure. So, you you need to bank... Well, one
1: is, Otani won't be pitching this year, at least not for the first half of the year, right? He'll be hitting, but he won't be pitching. Right. Two is, you need Kershaw to go back to being Kershaw. He's not. He's going to
0: be probably the third pitcher in the rotation. Yeah, but if he can be...
1: The third pitcher and have a semblance of who he is. He'll as a third pitcher. I'm not saying as your starting pitcher, as your third pitcher. He would be a great third pitcher.
0: I I, I totally agree, and that's why he resigned because he wants to get yeah. he wants to get a, another ring. So we'll see what happens. But I mean, like I can never tell with baseball. I mean, it's so crazy how you can win over a hundred games and then get bounced in the first yeah. round of the, the playoffs. So I mean, it they have like it would be a colossal failure if they don't not just make it to the world series but win.
1: Yeah. All right, let's see what happens. I mean, baseball doesn't kick off for another, I don't know, month and a half or something, so we got some time. Yeah. But uh it'll be an interesting story for us to watch.
0: All right, man. We'll uh we'll pick it up next week.
1: You got it. Thank you everybody for tuning in again. We love the fact that we hear from so many of you giving us comments and feedback and asking questions. Thank you again for all your support. Don't forget to uh, like and leave comments. We appreciate it. Thank you, everybody.